Hello and welcome to the Wild Wormhole, where much like the card, you never know what you're going to get, including a really long hiatus since the last time we released an episode. I'm your host, D-House, here with Jim. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Oh, man. It's it's good to be back uh, it recording. It is. It is. You know, like I said, sometimes you fall in the wormhole and, you, you know, you just call your way back and here we are recording episode 17. Yeah, we went on a super secret mission to try to get OP out of that wormhole, and uh, OP's still in there, but we made it out alive, so that's, that's right. what's important. Now, I'm pretty sure uh, Jay and Mike died in the wormhole, just to be clear. Oh, yeah, they've been lost for years at this point. I don't know who those other guys were posing as them, but yeah, Jay and Mike, long gone. Yeah. No clue who they are. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I guess it would be fair to uh, start and uh, just talk about... Uh, kind of what's been going on i think uh i'll just kind of kick it off because uh it could affect the audio of this podcast but my wife had our baby daughter about three weeks ago now um and she's amazing she's a perfect little baby and i'm trying to give my wife a little bit of a break so i'm actually holding her in my arms right now while we record (laughs) so (laughs) so i guess she's our 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 new co-host uh my my three week old daughter Brooke uh, has replaced Mike and Jay. She's way better than them, anyways. Absolutely. The best thing about Brooke is she actually has more wins on the Crucible than Jay does, which is insane. <laughs> Dang! Shots fired. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, yeah, it's okay. They'll dish it back later. <laughs> so if he ever records again, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so she's she's right here, and so if you hear any adorable uh, squeaks or cries. Um, you know what? We're just going to roll with it. I'm not even going to edit it out. I'm not even going to promise something I won't do. So, so call it the guest speaker of the day. But figured we both been kind of itching to record, and we've been playing a lot of keyforge. So we're like, we're just going to do it. This is my life now. So <laughs> all, all the all the the keyforge dads out there will will understand uh, wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, by the way, I've seriously thought about like we need like a keyforge dad support group because I think a lot of us like live on the Crucible online because. Sadly, we can't get out as much as we'd like to, but that would be incredible. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there'd be like a fun play style for the dads. Maybe like five minute games. Um, <laughs> first to forge a key, just anything to kind of get that quick fix in for you all. Um, just I love to make it. sure that keys are still forging. Yeah, you have to tell a dad joke every key that you forge. Oh, that comes. Yeah, absolutely has to happen. So, um, um, can I can I tell you my my favorite dad joke real quick? Please do. Yes. Have I have I ever told you the joke about the piece of paper? You've not. No. Well, you know what? I probably shouldn't because it's terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's a good one. Yeah. My uh, my dad says the same joke probably once a month to us. It acts like we've never heard it. <laughs> he goes, uh, so this guy walks into a bar holding a piece of asphalt and he goes to the bartender and says i'll have one for here and one for the road pointing to the asphalt and he <laughs> loves that so so much <laughs> oh goodness Dad's my next everywhere. podcast will be like a dad joke podcast i love them so much it's so great i feel like we could last three or four hours on that podcast and oh still not run out of so good dad great. jokes so, so great um, so anyways, this is not a dad joke podcast. This is a Keyforge podcast, Jim. Oh, so yeah. I guess we can talk about the wonderful uh, game that we keep playing. Let's uh, let's get back to work. Uh, what what you been doing with Keyforge recently? So with Keyforge, uh, let's see. So 
I actually haven't been on the podcast in a long time. I think the last time I was on here, it was right before the prime that we went to in Louisville. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's been a while. So since then, um, playing a lot locally, which has been great, uh, just at our local game stores. We had a really good uh, turnout for the first several weeks with just the release of Worlds Collide, getting a bunch of sealed events going on. That was really great. And so, yeah, just playing with a lot of guys around here, getting some new players in. Um, one of my really good friends has just started playing fairly competitively. Um, he just kind of jumped right in and has kept going. So I feel like every time I talk to him, he bought a new Keyforge deck and came up with new combos in his head. And um, he actually went to a prime himself yesterday. So yeah, I was that uh, was that the uh, the one up by Cincinnati? Um, it was in Kentucky, I think. Um, I should have known more about it. I was busy yesterday and couldn't make it. Um, but yeah, he just drove by himself, didn't know anyone there, um, and he's just like, we're just going to go for it and see what happens, and he did really well. He started 2-0, and uh, he finished 2-3, and but all five guys that he played finished in the top eight, oh, which wow. is crazy to me. So yeah, I was like, that's probably like the most unfortunate luck I've ever heard. So they posted a picture of the top four guys, and he said, yeah, I played three out of those four guys in the Swiss rounds, and I was like, you poor thing, but... That's such an awesome experience and such like yeah. a cool story just from just a local new player just coming up. So I love uh, that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, seeing this game like still growing, more people getting exciting and jumping in. It's like exactly what we're wanting around here. So, oh, for sure, man. I, I feel like again around here we're we get like at least one or two people a week into Keyforge and at varying levels of like casual and or competitive because uh it's just so easy. It's so easy to get hooked. It's like, hey, here's your deck. Right. Play it. If you don't like it, go buy a new deck. Yeah, and I think one of the coolest things, you've done this a lot and a couple other guys do as well. They just bought a ton of decks and we just give them out to new guys as much as we can. And I think that's been such a great way just to get someone hooked. So they, they like the concept, they play a game, and they just say like, hey, here's a deck. Like It may not be the most competitive thing in the world, but like this is yours. Um, I just think that's been so cool just to see people get excited and just like have something to own and learn and try to like figure out all the combos and yeah just kind of get that train rolling and i get equally as excited for every new player that comes in and re-explaining all of the combos and cool things they can do so yeah it's been so much fun yeah i you know that that's an interesting topic about like getting new players into the the game and even like gifting decks um like i have actually like a little bit of a philosophy on that too because um, I think if you get like a really terrible first deck, like that could be a bad first experience or leave a bad taste in your in your mouth. Um, yeah, definitely. And so um, I, so our our buddy Landon, he's he bought a ton of decks when the game came out and has all these leftovers that pretty much he just he sells for a couple bucks and got a bunch of those and started giving away. And then I um, uh, unfortunately opened up this little website called Amazon.com. I don't know if you've heard of it, but. Um, um, a little bit. Yeah. That's a new upstart, uh, website, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and okay. as part of their upstart, they were selling Coda boxes <laughs> for $36. Um, so I bought one of those and then, um, because I'm an addict, I, uh, just bought another one for $32. Um, you just can't beat that deal. It's incredible. Gosh, it's such a, anyways, it's probably sitting <laughs> out in my mailbox right now. Um, and I've been, but I've been slowly opening each deck. Uh, I didn't open them all at once like you cause you're a maniac, but I like <laughs> I like it, you know. Every day, it's like I want to, I want to crack open a new, new uh, Keyforge deck, as uh, Keyforge would say, uh, "Pop a freshie." Uh, Pop a freshie. Uh, but anyway, so now I've got all these decks. I'm like, I'm never gonna play all these, but I've got 
this giant collection of gift decks now, I think. Um, but I think specifically, I don't want to give a new player a deck with less than like probably like less than six on the Amber control scale. If you're looking at like decks of Keyforge. I right, feel like right. six is like the minimum to put a new player because if a new player feels like they can't do anything to slow the other guy down, um, that could be a bad experience. So I try to get like a minimum of like six on the amber control and like a, a ten or eleven on the creature control. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, creature control especially uh, is so key right now. And then yeah, just like you said, it doesn't have to be the most overpowerful thing, but just to have answers. I mean, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're just locked out and just can't compete. So yeah. I love that philosophy. I mean, like you said, it doesn't have to be your best deck that you're giving out, but at the same time, just having something people can get excited about. So yeah. I feel like it's easy to just like give away our trash decks because we're never going to play them, but at the same time, that's not going to grow the game. So yeah, yeah, I love that. And with it being Christmas time, I feel like a lot of there are a lot of opportunities to like give new decks to people and get them into Keyforge, so... Take advantage of the time and and uh, and and throw them out there. Enjoy it. Uh, have I ever told you the analogy I used to sell this game? No, tell me. More. Um, I, I I heard it from someone early on, and so I wish I could give them credit. Um, but I loved it, so I tell people this. I basically, if I'm talking to someone new, I said, "Hey, uh, you know, if they're not sure, I'm like, well, do you like playing Mario Kart?" And because I mean, who doesn't like playing Mario Kart, right? <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I love Mario Kart." Whether they're you know my age and played on Nintendo sixty four, or you know play now on the the new cool things that I don't even know about because I'm old. <laughs> um, uh, but they're like, "Yeah, I love Mario Kart." I was like, "This is basically Mario Kart, the card game, uh, where instead of three laps, you've got three keys, and you're racing, but you're playing dirty the whole time." And they're like, "Yeah, I love that." And they're like, "Oh my gosh." Seriously, that sounds amazing. I'm in. Like it's it's like you just turn the keys into laps and the the fighting into shells and bananas and it's like you know you're good to go. So that's hilarious. So uh, would you say like race deck versus race deck is like the time trial format where it's just go? You're just making it as fast as you can. Yeah, you know it's like yeah you just you just gotta get the you just gotta finish first. But sure. don't be afraid to like, like it. mess with guys. You know. <laughs> or like like the, that golden mushroom uh, is is like the uh, the key charge, you know. It's like cheating. You're like you didn't even try that hard. You just exploded, and now you you know. Yeah, absolutely. And then the key hammer is like the uh, blue turtle shell, which right before you're about to cross that finish line, just destroys your hopes and dreams. Excellent analogy, sir. So good. I love this. It's fantastic. So there you go. That's how you get all your friends and family into Keyforge this Christmas. Give them a new deck and uh, talk about Mario Kart. On the fancy new Nintendos. Or play Mario Kart with somebody and be like, hey, you know what's kind of like this game? It's this little thing <laughs> called Keyforge. Let's, let's go to the kitchen table. I'm trying to picture you doing that in a smooth fashion, and it, <laughs> no part of this sounds smooth to me, but I love it. <laughs> uh, that's so, good. so speaking of Mario Kart, <laughs> yeah. check out this other thing. Just whip out three decks, have your tokens already like in your pockets, ready to go. <laughs> oh, you like you like Mario? Have you ever heard of Brobnar? <laughs> No, you uh, haven't. Wonderful. Uh, so. Or like, oh, no, no, no. That, that's our next episode. We need to compare all the Mario Kart characters to houses in Keyforge. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, like Yoshi is Saurian, obviously. Has to be. Yeah. You know, Donkey Kong's got to be. Probably that's Brabnar. Brabnar. I was going to go Untamed for uh, Donkey Kong. I was thinking like Wario would be a. Uh, Rabnar. Oh, or Bowser. Bowser could work for that. Yeah, Bra- Bowser. Wario's like shadows, I feel like. He's kind of, you know, messed up. Mm. Yeah. 
This is going to take probably hours of research <laughs> and uh, so like welcome looking into this. Well, welcome to this week's edition of our Mario Kart podcast, also Dad Joke <laughs> podcast. This is the Wild Wormhole, everybody. Like buddy. three listeners. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I guess we should talk about some actual KeyForge now. Um, let's do it. Let's, yeah. talk, let's do some, some Tales from the Crucible. Uh, Jim, I like you, it. I like it. You, you've been playing any interesting decks, uh, any uh, any fun fun plays recently? I have, yes. Um, so one of the decks that I pulled, uh, so I bought a box like you did from that upstart company, uh, Amazon. <laughs> and... One of the decks that I got was called uh, Tarngar's Excellent Master. Um, so it's a really cool deck. It's Brabnar Disc Shadows, um, which is kind of an old-school Coda deck. And this one was super fun. It, uh, it has 10 artifacts and a Carlo Phantom. So fun, because if you just slam down that Carlo Phantom turn one, it's just every turn it's just – they get more and more just outraged as more artifacts come down. Um, That's where you get, you get poked. By that logos card, and it's like, oh, sad. My deck. Yeah, just... exactly, exactly. But you, as long as, yeah, if they don't kill off Carlo Phantom, which would be the dream, but seems to always happen. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, you can steal ten artifacts, and there's some with the Omni ability, so that you can bring them back. And it's just a fun deck. But uh, my favorite play, which as I was writing this, I was thinking, I feel like every crazy play I've talked about has been against you, which. I play a lot of Keyforge. Yeah, you need to play somebody some... else, you jerk. No, no, no. I do play other people, but it just seems like the dream turns just happen against you. Um, and I know you call me a filthy cheater. It is true. Uh, but this one was especially great. So the Brabnar house on this one is super fun. It has like three crumps on it, um, the war drummers, and all of them came together in this just perfect harmony. Um, so to help you relive this uh, – this game. Oh, you were I, I at, forgot about that game. Oh, I'm going to get... It was so good. I'm, I'm going to go on two tilt. Keys. I'm going to go on tilt while I'm hosting. Thanks, Jim. Gosh, while you're holding sweet, sweet Brooklyn I know, baby. with her right here. I'm just going to look at her and, uh, and, and block you out while you tell the story. <laughs> so, uh, D-House was at two keys and 12 amber. And even though we were playing on Crucible, like I could tell he had that smirk on his face that just said, I got you. And I said, not so fast, Mr. D-House. Mm. Just check this. So on the board, I had a ton of the artifacts out, and one of them was a Screech Bomb, um, which old school card, just Omni, your opponent loses two Amber. So again, he was up to 12 Amber, and then I had a Crump out there, and I think he had a couple smaller creatures. And so called Brabnar, uh, fought with Crump. So Crump says fight, your opponent loses an Amber, so now he's down to 11. And then I play a Lomir Flame Fist, so he goes from 11, he drops two, so that now he's at 9. And then I play a War Drummer to get those back. Lomir Flame Piss comes down again. Now he's at seven. Uh, we play the Crump again. And so he's like, okay, no big deal. There's the Crump. Bam! Ganger Chieftain right next to him. Uh, so he's able to ready fight with the Crump. So now he's down to six. And uh, then the sweet realization as he looks down at that artifact board and recognizes that Screech Bomb is out. And it has not been sacrificed yet. And so his six Amber goes down to four. And it was... So insane in everything that I wish Brabnar was consistently. Uh, <laughs> but they kind of all came together in that perfect harmony to uh, just destroy David's hopes and dreams. And okay. I want to say I got to six Amber on that turn and just, you know, yeah. he cried. I cried of cheer- tears of joy. It was just incredible. Amazing. I yeah. loved it. So, so, okay. So in my defense, the turn <laughs> before this, it's all flooding back to me in this, like, dramatic <laughs> way. So I had a choice. 
I had some kind of board wipe. I don't even remember what deck I was playing. I had some kind of board wipe where I could get rid of all your Brobnar guys. Um, it and was, it was a deck that you said you hadn't lost yet. I remember you're super excited oh, about this deck. Oh yeah, Miss Trop Hover, the the crook. Yes, it's such a great deck. It is. It's my. It was my last unbeaten AOA deck. Um, gosh, I love that deck. I'm. I am mad at you still. You. You. I know. It. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So so I could have killed all your Brobnar guys. But I wouldn't go to check. I'd be I'd be at like five amber, and so I opted to go with something. I I don't even remember the line of play. I'm I'm very sleep deprived. I get like four hours of sleep a night, so don't ask me to remember anything. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I was looking at your board. I was like, okay, he's got Crump. He already played the Lomer players. He's got Screech Bomb. Like I I recognize that you would be able to kill a lot of my amber. Um, and so, but I was like, but you, I don't think I was looking around. I was like, I don't think he has anything to get me below six. He can get me down like four or five Amber, but I'll still have enough to forge. And it was when you played war drummer. That's when I <laughs> literally puked at, like all over my, I think my laptop. Cause we were playing online, but, but it was like, I just, I, I, I was looking, I was thinking through your deck list. I was like, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have everything. He doesn't have anything. It's like freaking war drummer. Getting back Lomir Flame Fist and Ganger Chieftain to keep going with Crump and like and Crump doesn't die because he gets a couple damage and he gets like it was like one of those like oh you freaking war drummer like <laughs> uh, it, it hurt me it hurt me that that's that's the thing I forgot it wasn't the typical like because no, normally you're like okay they've got too, too much, much to protect, protect. they've Ronnie got Ronnie's they that. got yeah. you know or even like burn the stockpile I'm like okay that's already sure. gone you already played it like. It's like, it, but but war. It was like the non-traditional way of like getting me below check to do it. So um, it was one of those like I had it. it I I kind of it was one of those plays where like I put all my chips on the board. I was like I'm gonna go up to twelve amber. He has to answer it, and if if he does, then I'm screwed because I can't stop him. Kind of a thing. And sure enough, you did. And it, ugh, ugh. I loved it. Ugh. It was so great. <laughs> um, no, that uh, that that deck. By the way since we're talking about it. it's called Miss Trop Hover, the awesome crook. Great deck name. Absolutely great deck name. Um, I feel like you get some really solid deck names just consistently. Yeah, I, I do. Awesome. I do. I'm not going to lie. For someone who deeply appreciates just the quality deck names, like you do pretty well for yourself, which Thank is you. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. <laughs> um, so it's not like super highly rated, but I've been kind of brushing it off a little bit again, because um, I was thinking there's actually some stuff in here that could be really strong against, like the the worlds collide stuff, which which makes sense because AOA has some strong stuff against um, sure sure against that, but um, you know lots of stuff like in disc it's got like stuff like banish and cold the week like some some targeted removal it's got hysteria um, uh, you know Tesmal spider last broken dreams uh, kind of standard stuff here um, Sanctum yeah. has blinding light blinding lights become one of my favorite cards in this meta by the way because. Just stunning all of their Star Alliance guys, like basically neutering a whole turn, um, or right. that, you know, because people are going so wide, it's like, oh, this is some like really solid, um, uh, solid stuff. It's got free markets, great card to kind of burst forward, healing blast, which I'm not afraid to use that on my opponent's guys to turn it into a virtuous works. Um, the Spirit's Way again, fantastic in this. Uh, this Such meta. a good card. Um, and then shadows with some Yancey gangs, Ronnie whistling darts, great to clear the wards. Uh, a couple nerve blast miasma, so nothing, nothing like earth shattering, just like real consistent across the board. Um, uh, 
but you could easily miss it because it's only like a 66 sass um but just has like a lot of great answers so um but you beat it you jerk so i did i did just you know it was fantastic i would gladly replay that game exact same way though because i think you beat me nine times out of ten but it, i pulled off the one and i'm so grateful that happened we do we do so. need to play that back i want to okay after this we'll uh, we'll let it happen Absolutely. just let brooke make all of your plays and <laughs> it'll be good uh so, perfect all right what is uh what has been some crazy plays that you've seen recently um so i don't have any again i my memory right now all again all the dads out there will understand in this season of life like i truly get no more than like two to three hours of consecutive sleep and then at the end, I'm lucky if I get six hours. So I'm not able to remember specific plays, but I'm just going to talk about a couple things I'm doing with KeyForge that um, have me excited about KeyForge right now. Um, so one thing is I had two weeks of paid paternity leave from work uh, when my daughter was born, which was awesome because I could spend so much time with my daughter. Um, but also uh, when I'm just at home all day and holding her and she doesn't really do much except poop, eat, and sleep, um, I've got one hand free to play on the crucible. So I just decided in my two weeks of paternity leave, I was just going to grind out a million, uh, games on the crucible and it was a blast. Um, and I took one deck in particular, uh, early of Nightbridge graveyard. Um, it's my tied for my highest rated deck. It's from worlds collide. I actually pulled it in one of the target, um, started. I, I keep hearing from multiple people that their best decks came out of those target starter decks starter packs by the way just throwing it yeah out there. one of my absolute best ones it's probably the most consistent deck i have came out of one of those so, so funny i don't know how they decided to give them all of the best ones but you know it, it's okay I, i'm grateful that i got one early so <laughs> well this, this particular deck i love playing it um i pretty much only play it on competitive but it's got like an expected amber of like 30 like it, it is wow. very much like a i want to go fast for like like straight up Talladega Knights, um, uh, Ricky Bobby style, <laughs> um, and specifically it has four Harmonias, uh, which is the untamed two power creature with elusive. That um, after you play a creature, if your opponent has more creatures, then you gain one Amber. Um, Such a fun card. So with four of those, and and she triggers off of herself. By the way, um, there are just some like crazy plays because I've got uh, I've got Key Charge in there too, and Mab the Mad and. Mustic Mermic and like all these things that um, if you can stack Harmonia effects, like it just gets gross. Like there's been a couple games where I played like three Harmonias in a turn and just straight up quickly just burst up to six Amber just by playing three creatures. And and uh, it, it's one of those like it wants to win by like turn eight. If it goes past turn eight, like the win percentage goes significantly down. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's just a ton of fun. Um, it's, so it's got key charge and obsidian forge and disc and like some good control elements and disc, evil, a couple evil eyes and it's got shadows. So it's got Ronnie and, uh, two copies of Hawk, which is becoming like one of my favorite cards, uh, for sure. It's so good. Um, inconsistent in everything you want. Great artifact control. Um, but sp- kind of, this is so stupid, but, um, I love like taking on a challenge and like having a reason to like grind out games like i i sometimes i lose my uh will if i'm not going after something like if i'm not practicing for a prime or like playing in a league or whatever like i need something to chase and so on the uh the crucible tracker they have like um like hall of fame uh records for 
uh, individual cards. So you can look up a card from a set and see like who has played that card the most times on the Crucible. Um, and it's always been a dream of mine to like end up in one of those <laughs> categories to like be the one who played a card the most. What a high bar you've set for yourself. I know, I know. I, <laughs> I need I something to chase. Like I'm very, um, I'm in, I'm in Enneagram three for any of those who uh, care. <laughs> like I have to achieve something. I have to like. There's like this drive in me. Like I have to like accomplish something. I'm the best Harmonia player of all time. That, well, I'm, I'm not. Um, spoiler alert, <laughs> but I did crack the top 20. And and so if you go and look under Harmonia right now, I'm in the top 20 for it. And it's the only card I'm in the top 24 that I know of, and I'm very happy about it because I have four copies of this in my deck. <laughs> uh, but, dude, seriously, like some of, the, some of those um, those records, like you look at it and you're like, like, like thousands of plays by certain guys, I'm like, like they'll play Easy. twenty plus crucible games in a day, and I'm like, man, I hit like seven on my my busiest day. I'll hit seven crucible games. I'm like, how do these guys play twenty games in one day? Like I just well, don't, I you, don't understand. You brought up that you sometimes sleep two to three hours at a time. Just don't sleep. It's an easy solution. Oh, um, okay. Think yeah. of how many games you could make happen in the two to three hours. You're gonna be horribly sleep deprived and probably playing horribly so those games might last 10 minutes each <laughs> um you're gonna lose a lot more but you know if you're going just for quantity over quality i think that's your answer that's that's amazing i'll definitely do that i'll just stop sleeping in between you know diaper changes and and bottle feedings at night and we'll just keep going it's great you're you're so welcome for that advice so <laughs> no Pretty soon you'll be number five on that Harmonia playlist, and I'll be very excited for uh, you. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. But I, <laughs> but I had to do my deck with, like, four copies of Harmonia. Some of these guys have, like, one copy, and they're still beating me. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so anyway, so so that's one thing I've been doing. Another thing I've been doing, I'm in um, – it's called the Average Joes League. Um, so there are these guys that basically have this idea that they wanted to play their super average – casual decks like against a bunch of other average casual decks not on the crucible casual um because everyone knows if you go and play on casual on the crucible you're gonna play against like top tier <laughs> decks. absolutely yeah of course <laughs> it's like the most misleading thing ever but um <laughs> so so basically it's this league you play one game a week you get scheduled up and um you uh the i think the max uh, SAS score from Dexa Keyforge is like 66 or 67, something like that. But like the whole like tone of the league is like, hey, we're just trying to have fun with our super average decks. So bring a super average deck and let's just see what happens. And so, right. Um, so I have some decks that are like 66 or whatever that that I know are like this is actually competitive and this wouldn't. I don't feel like would be a. Uh, in in light in in uh, what's the word honor the tone of the league, um, yeah, absolutely. So I opted instead to play um, a deck that's it's only a fifty nine. It's it's Chinlum Zoliac Long, comma Thespian. It's my Thespian deck. <laughs> Do you have to say that name before each game? That's a mouthful. Chinlum Thespian. Um, <laughs> so it's an AOA Brobnar Logo Sanctum deck um, that I just really enjoy because it's a triple shard deck and Ooh. like shards are just super fun if they don't have artifact hate if they have artifact hate it's like immediate immediately terrible like yeah yeah we might as well not play this out um 
The Brobnar uh, shard, shard of strength, is terrible. Give a friendly creature a plus one power counter for each friendly shard. Super dumb. But the Logos and Sanctum ones are pretty nice. The Logos one is you get to draw a card uh, for each shard. So there's sometimes some games I'm drawing three cards by um, using the Logos shard. And then the Sanctum one is you capture one, um, the Shard of Hope, for each friendly shard. So um, basically this, this deck, if it gets all three shards out, um, it's got like two Abed the Grims and two Maruk the Marks and like these big beefy like Lala the Titanic two of those. So I oh, will wow. just straight up every round just capture three Amber with a shard and also you know do some other crazy things that are really obnoxious with like Sanctum and take hostages. It's like a ton of capture, absolute ton of capture. Um, and uh, and Logos has a ton of like archiving. It's got the director of ZYX and. ZYX Researcher and Hexpion and uh, Memory Chip. And, I mean, it's just a, it's a lot of archiving. Um, so it's just a blast. I just – I really enjoy it. Um, it. The boards tend to get super wide. So if you have, like, great, like, just board wipes, like, you probably win. If you have Artifact Hate, you probably win. But, <laughs> um, man, I love playing it. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, just don't have any answers for anything. Yeah. And you can beat them. I like it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, so that's that's fun. I'm uh, two and one in the league right now. Um, I'm playing nice. my next match tomorrow night. Um, my last game, I felt very much in control, and he had this insane Mars combo uh, with Compod and a bunch of other with uh, like, um, oh gosh, what else did he have? Um, he had like Agent Smith and all these things that just like readied everything. He went from like zero to eighteen amber, um, oh like in one turn. Like it was insane. Like I just laughed <laughs> and I literally commented. I was like, "Well, that about does it." Like, cause, like I can <laughs> capture you know six amber, but you know you're gonna forge <laughs> like two keys basically. Um, so, anyways, like, that was fun. Good game. Well, you you did it. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. So you know. So, um, so, so one though with the fifty nine rated deck. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are you going to bring that to your next prime that you uh, make it to? Oh, obviously. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'm, I'm talking too long, but I have one more, one more, uh, key, key forge, uh, tales from the crucible. Um, I bought my first deck on the, oh, I guess it's my second deck. I bought my second deck on the secondary market. What, uh, what, what kind of deck is it? So I was texting you about it, but I have always loved playing Mars. Um, in Cartier, the tight purse, the deck I took to the Prime, it has some, like, a killer Mars suite. Um, and I really wanted a deck with Psychic Network, uh, Hypnotic Command, and at least seven Mars creatures was my, <laughs> was my thing. Because I've been wrecked by Hypnotic Command, like, too many times. And this is, like, this is an action from Coda, by the way. Um, but it's for each friendly Mars creature, choose an enemy creature to capture one from their own side. So, like, you can swing pretty nasty uh, in in the right plays. And then also combined with Psychic Network, it's just gross. Um, so I found a deck called Aerojoy Hatchery Explorer. Um, and uh, for sale for 6 bucks and $4 That's for shipping. So good. For, uh, for shipping. And, like, every other deck that had Psychic Network, Hypnotic Command, and at least 7 Mars creatures were, like minimum $30 and and the good ones were like $90 and then I found this $6 one and I was like 
score. It was listed. For, it was listed for sale in like July. Uh, so it's just been sitting there. Um, and I a little diamond in the rough for you. I am able to come across. in love with it, man. I'm having so much fun. It's Mars Sanctum Shadow. So you know, rip Mars and Sanctum. Um, I'm bringing them back, <laughs> y'all. Um, Do those houses even exist? What are those? I haven't heard of those guys. I know. So so Mars has uh, you know Grabber Jammer John Smith Tunk, couple bolters, couple biometrics backups. So, so just solid stuff. Sanctum has two terms of redress, which is like pretty solid like good way to keep guys down the spirits way um uh such a good card so great uh two champion anaphiles champion tabris has a vemos lightbringer so, like basically some giant dudes um uh that can capture some good amber and like keep them down um and then shadows has uh crazy board control it's got two booby traps a lights out two nerve blasts a pawn sacrifice relentless whisper secret needle and then Bad Penny, Shadow Self, Silvertooth, Umbra. So um, it's sort of like you expect like Sanctum to be like the board control, but it's like Shadows is the one doing all the damage. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Um, so it's just a weird deck that um, I'm really enjoying. It like captures the essence of what I want from my Keyforge experience. Um, and uh, yeah, just just having a blast with it and like it – yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm undefeated on the Crucible right now. I haven't like thrown it into crazy amounts of uh, competitive, but I'm I am eager to to give it a, give it a whirl. I mean, I guess I could play you on that deck. Sounds good. I think I already beat you with that deck. I'm like oh, I'm like I'm like I'm like very sure I already beat you with this, Jim. <laughs> it's one of those. I just like to repress all of my losses. Um, oh yeah, so I've actually, actually I've... beat you twice with a deck. I just pulled it up. On the <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually undefeated in Keyforge in my head. I don't think I've ever lost a game because the moment I do lose one, I just yeah. forget it happened. In the last time we played, I beat you three three keys to zero, and it says you never even got to check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when I quit Keyforge. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's really funny. I'm I'm, I'm, awesome, I'm going to pull up this uh, this match log, and I'm just going to post it on Twitter and just say, like, hey, guys, I know Jim talks about all the ways he beats me, but here's a – Right. Here's this game. Yeah. The actual proof. He talks about the one time out of like ten games that he manages to pull the off game. The game he never got to uh, six amber. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that's what you're supposed to do in this game. I thought it was just you know discard your hand each turn. So. <laughs> uh, so good. I'll let you have this one game. I suppose this one time. So thank it's you. All good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so good. Um, uh, well, I think so. It has been a while since we've been on here. And I feel at this point, like, Worlds Collide has really kind of established itself. So when it first came out, everyone was excited, trying to figure it out. What is this crazy Shadows card called Hawk that is destroying everyone's win conditions? Like, it was just so new and exciting. But I feel like at this point, we've kind of gotten a good feel for what Worlds Collide does and kind of what to expect from each house. So, yeah, I think we still have a little bit of time. Like, what are some of your kind of big thoughts on Worlds Collide so far? Yeah, it's definitely opened up a lot of the meta that I've seen. Um, granted, most of my time right now is playing online because I can't get out of the house at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but, as many harmonious as you can, always. That's that's the meta. Um, but again, because of like the uniqueness of like super wide boards and like Star Alliance things that want to play their whole hand because they can house cheat so well, so they have a ton of these little guys. Um, and these Saurians that are super wide and strong and, 
and exalting and all these things like it definitely made me go back in my collection of decks and look for the things that answer these strong star alliance and saurian decks and like like we were just talking about my miss trop hovered the awesome crook deck like that's one where it's like man this has a lot of you know answers to you know what's really dominant and so um a deck that i'd kind of shelved is like all of a sudden kind of getting fresh life and um uh you know giving me new opportunities and and uh i wish i kind of wish i did was practicing for like a vault tour or a prime because i feel like i'd get even deeper into some of this but um it is interesting how a new set has like reactivated an older set especially a set like aoa that i mean we talked about on this podcast like jay and mike like didn't even play basically because it wasn't interesting enough <laughs> Um, what was that a uh, little Brobnar creature that they thought was like brand new and oh, super excited uh, about? It was a little rap school. Yes, yes. Oh, oh so such funny. a cool character, <laughs> such a cool creature, and it's not that exciting. <laughs> like, why is that the one they're just amped about? Like, there's dinosaurs with like Roman armor on them, and they're like little rap school guys. It's gonna change the world. Let me tell you. <laughs> like, I don't see, think y'all see the big picture here. Oh, it's so great. So funny. Uh, what about you? But yeah, that's a. I mean, just like you said, that's such a good point about AOA in particular. That uh, even when you were talking about when you give out new decks where creature control is something you now look for, I feel like the first two sets we always just looked for how much amber can I make and how much amber can I control. And the actual creature part of that was just kind of a secondary thought. But yeah, this game has so many just kind of runaway mechanics now that. I think you do need a little bit of everything, especially creature control. So now you can't um, just you can't just go for the mushrooms. You got to go for like the red spinny shells. Red spinny shells, the banana peels. You have to say, do I want to throw this forward? Do I want to throw it backwards? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, do I tank and get sixth place to try to get the star early? It's just so many Mario Kart references that we can it's, make at this it's, point. It's brilliant. <laughs> From now on, we have to include all Mario Kart references while we're describing Keyforge. Done. Easy. Love that game. It'd be perfect, um, but yeah, I, I know one thing that we kind of talked about was with the two new houses, especially. Um, I think early on we were like, "Oh my gosh, these seem super strong," and now that we're pretty deep into the set at this point, we still think, "Oh my gosh, these decks are or these houses are super strong," um, and for very just different reasons. I think Star Alliance, like you said, just that house cheating ability. Um, I think in the past, like you kind of talked about, like. A house that you wanted to call consistently just because they had big creatures or were able to, you know, capture or steal a bunch of amber. But it's like if you have Star Alliance as one of your houses, you feel great to call that house, not because the Star Alliance themselves are doing anything broken, but they can just do everything. It's just, okay, I'm going to call Star Alliance, but actually play all three of my houses this turn. Yeah, that, so, it, it, that has felt super oppressive. I thought Saurians would be. Like the beast to play against, but I found that playing these giant, like these, like really strong Star Alliance decks, to be at times like super frustrating because it's like exactly like you said, they can call Star Alliance five turns in a row if I don't have the right board control and still clear out their hands and they're they're cycling through their deck and they're playing all these things and it's like, like oh boy, like that's uh, that's pretty nasty. Yeah, I think so. With Star Alliance, even though they can be super oppressive, I feel like they're a very finite number of cards that are oppressive. So I think like Medic Ingram comes in and just wards your creatures. I think Kirby and Walls are two incredible guys. Uh, Walls can bring back your upgrades or robots. 
And then Kirby is one of the biggest house cheaters uh, just when you play it. And so I feel like those three in particular are the first ones I look for when I'm just looking at a deck list to see if they have them and just kill them immediately if I see them come up. Um, I've had tons of games against like Walls where he has just brought back all these upgrades and all of these upgrades have Amber uh, pips on them. So you just get one for playing it. And so that's been impressive. And then Kirby just being able to house sheet like crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think with Star Alliance in particular, as long as you know which problem cards you're looking for, I think you can kind of play around it if you do have the answers. So that's why like, I loved earlier when you said like the creature control is so necessary because you, if you see those cards, you just know you have to hold back some creature control and just take care of them before they can you know get massive with upgrades or um, – you know, they even have the opportunity to call uh, Star Alliance a couple turns in a row just because it can build up so quickly. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think the Star Alliance overall, like their health is low. So if they if they don't get their warding tricks off, um, you know, little cards like Whistling Darts and Sucker Punch all of a sudden become super valuable if you're you know playing from the older set. But um, so again, if they if they can't pull off the warding and they can't get super wide super fast, it feels okay. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, even even cards like uh, 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 ammonia Cla- or like poison wave. Yeah, both of those are just such good clears against the Star Alliance because their biggest problem cards are around that two to three uh, power level. Yeah, so it, it, it feels like you have that opportunity if you know what you're going against. Yeah, it does. It does feel like uh, cards that do three damage are the strongest. Like it feels like I don't, I don't know the stats, but it just seems like. The threes are. I'm. I'm really excited to see the threes. Like uh, Gongoozle for this. Like, yeah, it's like oh yeah. three. Oh, I could kill one of these guys. Great. Like, or, or like you said, ammonia clouds or um, <laughs> long fused mines. Like, like all those things. It's like okay, I can, you know, hit do three and actually like kill some stuff. That seems um, sure. Seems yeah, three definitely seems like the sweet spot as far as like it. There's fairly consistent things that can do three damage. Um, Saurians, on the other hand, get a lot trickier. Um, just because they have so many different ways that they kind of build up to beat you. And they're also, you know, fairly high power level. So even though they don't really have the house cheating mechanics that Star Alliance does, just their ability to just stay, like, tanky um, and get those wards, get uh, all those capture effects and kind of build off of that. I, I think a lot of times, like, we'll talk about, like, which one seems kind of more oppressive or uh, you kind of fear a little bit more and for me i think it's saurians for sure just because of all the different ways they can beat you where star alliance seems kind of you do generally the same strategy each time you play against them yeah i would say i i get more frustrated playing against star alliance and saurian simply because like i feel like because sorry or star alliance can house cheat there's a lot of surprises of like or combos that you don't see coming because um Sorry, my my daughter is waking up. She's at, she's very angry that we're talking about Starlight. She <laughs> wants to talk about uh, this. <laughs> um, but um, uh, but so like Starlight's being able to drop in the, some of those surprises, I think, is more frustrating. Because sorry, and it's like okay, I know what cards you have. I know what might be coming. I know if I don't clear out this Cincinnati's Rex, like how much I'm going to get wrecked. Um, uh, I I don't know. That's just my own personal experience with it. But sure, um, yeah, I I think even though like we have different kind of takes on it, I do think 
the general idea is we both understand, like, okay, when I'm playing these guys, like, they can get nasty really quickly. Um, and it seems just more so, like, fairly consistently when I see Star Alliance, I know they're going to house cheat like crazy. Or Saurians, they're going to get those just nasty boards and capture all my amber and probably be able to use the amber on them to just destroy my hopes and dreams. But, uh, yeah, they're both very good, <laughs> as we've seen, and... Uh, Definitely, like, different ways to play around them, like you said. So yep. it seems like we have kind of a little bit different takes on that. But, yeah, they're both incredible. Love it. So, well, yeah. uh, knowing that uh, my daughter may uh, be waking up uh, more aggressively here soon, you want to move on to old King Potato? Old King Potato. But this is actually going to be the new King Potato. So, so far, uh, D-House has hosted this uh, incredible game show that has swept the nation. Uh <laughs> But due to his dad duties, he was not able to come up with a house or a, a deck name this time. So I actually have one for you this time, D-House. And I'm very all excited. of those times that we have struggled to uh, attempt to get three houses and you have just laughed in our faces. Uh, Jay and Mike, this is for you. We're finally going to get him back here. He's going to go 0 for 3. Uh, and it's going to be so, so glorious. But David... I'm ready. Are you ready to play King Potato? Dude, I'm so I'm so confident. Like I'm gonna get this first try. It's gonna be embarrassing for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the first time you play this game, oh, this is so refreshing. You just have so much confidence that like I got this. I know this game. Yeah. Easy. Yep. I'm very experienced. And now you're going to get to experience it. So, the deck name I have for you. What's uh what the what's the set? We decided we're gonna set tell the the set it's from. Uh, okay, I can do that. It is from, let me check real quick, uh, Worlds Collide. Okay. It is a Worlds Collide deck. So uh, this is actually one of my decks. I, uh, I got it at the last local event we did. So the deck name for this week's King Potato is Anti Hunt, the actor of epic poems. <laughs> and the reason I love it so much is the word actor is the one that's in quotation marks. So it's like he's kind of an actor of epic poems, but like, he does it on the side. It's a side gig. Uh, he does have a real job working tables, but uh, the actor quotes is, of epic poems. Are these epic poems – is this like a slam poetry kind of night thing? Um, I know the answer to this question, but I don't want the style of poetry to influence your house decisions. Because I was thinking so, like slam poetry. Maybe this is like a Brobnar, like – like uh, like Berserker slam poem thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you, hear, mm-hmm. you hear what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, okay, a- anti-hunt makes me think untamed because hunt and I don't know the anti-hunt. So maybe maybe I'm missing something there, but I'm just thinking Ooh. the word hunt really triggers the untamed. Uh, anti-hunt the, could be a reversal though because it's like not. Um, hey, just, listen, you know, listen, I don't need your commentary. I don't need your 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 um. Oh, I wasn't even talking about King Potato. No, it was something on a TV. I also had the word anti-hunt on it. I don't need your reverse psychology. The the actor in quotes definitely makes me think shadows because they wear masks. They pretend and they, they act of, of certain ways. Um, the poems, I'm not – I don't think that's diss. Uh, I don't think it's Star Alliance. Poems, it – like, uh, like I kind of think of like Roman dinosaurs. Like I just feel like they were, they're very eloquent. You know that they would maybe bring some some poetry to uh, you know their their recent uh, happenings at the 
at the 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 the, the Coliseum. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really make sense. Poems, poems. What would trigger poems? Um, dear goodness. I okay. I just gotta pull the trigger. I'm gonna say Untamed Shadows, Sarian. I don't feel as confident as I did going into this, but I'm I'm sticking to it. Untamed Shadow Sarian. Oh, David, David, David. You might want to stick to your day job. No, uh, come on. Tell me show. I'm three for three. Tell me I'm three for three. So the first one you brought up was Untamed. Um, and that one at least was correct. Yes. Nailed it. So did pretty well there. Um, other cards in this deck include uh, two copies of The Quiet Anvil. So those would, of course, be uh, some Shadows cards. Yeah. So uh, Shadows was also actually correct. Come on now. Let's uh, go. Oh, but here's where we get you. No. Poems? Roman dinosaurs? Really? You know, maybe. Was absolutely correct. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you went three for three. Oh! <laughs> what's up? First try. <laughs> I'm so sad that that just happened. I'm so excited. <laughs> King Potato, you, you and Jay and Mike can – I just I, – I am speechless. I'm going to Disneyland. I'm retiring from Keyforge. This is the best moment of my gaming career. I tried so hard to trick you on this too. You said, oh, you have to tell me the set. And I said, I guess I'll look it up real quick. Um, oh, yeah, it is Worlds Collide. Fully knowing that it was Saurian, so I was trying to like reverse psychology there. Oh my gosh, I am King Potato. That makes me. I. I you guys <laughs> need to. You, the three of you, need to buy me a trophy and a belt, and and make a shirt. And, and every event I go to, I am King Potato. This is. I am. I have arrived. This is it. This is my moment. Man, this is the last episode of I'm Wild Wormhole because it can't get better than this. Um, no, no, no. We're not. We're not quitting. Just thanks yet. everyone no, for no. listening. Uh, too many trash plays that we need to report on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy, dude. Hey, don't text uh, Mike and Jay. I want to post this and see how long it takes them to listen to this and and see how terrible they are at this game and how how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're like so humble about all of this. I, I, this is really great. I have great. zero humility in this moment because. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing else I'm going to be able to brag on on this podcast. I'm so, so stunned. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, great. Goodness hey, gracious. the algorithm did what the algorithm does, and it reveals to us. Uh, yeah. You know, I think the real thing that happened here is that I'm really good at picking ga- uh, uh, the names for King Potato, the ones that actually worked with the algorithm. I've had some so, pretty obvious ones that you guys just screwed up. So, well, that's a, a to be determined. <laughs> so. Man, this has been fun. Uh, I I do understand you. Uh, you need to go so be a great. good father to Brooke, who's uh, well, yeah, not happy I'm, with I'm our go, lack of distal. I'm gonna go tell my wife. I'm gonna go celebrate. You know, we're gonna. It's just gonna be. You know, <laughs> have such a fun time at Disney. World I don't know how I'm gonna one. sleep tonight. I'm so like hyped up <laughs> on this uh, King Potato. So absolutely, go play some more Harmonia. That's, well, uh, that's right. Come on. So funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll shut up now. People are probably sick of hearing me at this point. Um, I do expect that T-shirt at some point. I need you guys to make me a T-shirt. Um, um, I feel pretty strongly this can happen, yeah. <laughs> I need that. I need that. Um, all right. 
Well, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to wrap this up. But hey, uh, be sure to follow <laughs> us on social media. Hit, hit us up. I'm uh, on Twitter a lot with the Wild Wormhole. And uh, Jim here is on uh, Twitter, although uh, someone needs to te- teach this guy how the, the tweetering works because he doesn't tweeter enough. So I don't understand you young people and how you uh, do the social media craze. But, you young people. Uh, I, I I get notifications and I like things, but I can't figure out where the retweet button is. And oh. I get really stressed out when I see that I'm constricted to only 140 characters. So I'm working on it. Uh, one one of these days, I'll actually post something and the world can uh, freak out about it. But tonight might not be that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so worried about you. Um <laughs> So yeah, do that. Uh, you can hop on uh, and join our Discord too. Um, love to chat with you on there and get connected. Maybe one day we'll release some more YouTube videos. Um, I don't. It's hard for me to record YouTube videos now because I'm usually like holding one of my kids while I'm playing. Um, but we'll see. Maybe it'll happen. No promises. Maybe you can record some, man. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we'd have a good old time. I have a uh, quite the Christmas setup going on. Uh, I'll make sure that's in the background. It's so, so uh, easy. We'll, we'll talk afterwards, but everyone tweet, okay. tweet at uh, old J-Bray, uh, dub-dub. Um, J-Bray dub-dub. Because it'd be fun, man. You can play all, all these all these cool plays you're talking about. You can just post them instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be, uh, that'd be great. So we'll, uh, we'll work on that, get you guys some uh, more live play, uh, just so you can see how bad we are at this game, even though we love to talk about it. So. All right, closes out with some flavor text. Yeah, the flavor text this week, I pulled it from Stomp. It's a nice little Saurian card that does five damage to someone. And uh, and it just the, t- the flavor text says, has anyone seen Flurp? <laughs> and then if you look in the art, there's this little this little dude who I assume is Flurp uh, getting, like, destroyed. And it makes me really sad. And, <laughs> and I just want to, like, I just want to protect little Flurp. Ugh, poor, poor, poor Flurp. Everyone uh, be thinking about little Flurp and uh, how great he could have been. Yeah. So. I guess it's my dash. Yeah, this has been know. fun. I've re- been enjoying it. So. All right, man. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. And may all of your, your wormholes be truly, epically wild. And I am, I am the king potato. <laughs> uh, if anybody runs across Jay and Mike, if they are anywhere, uh, we miss them. Uh, we'll put out like a reward if you can find them. Return them home safely. We miss them greatly. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.